Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode 24 of Wings, Beers, and Tears, your favorite weekly DMV podcast. We are here in Montgomery County, Maryland. And as we record this, our Washington Nationals are sitting one game closer to the World Series championship. And we are eagerly awaiting game two, which has the first pitch in approximately one hour. So we'll make some predictions, and tomorrow we can see how smart or how idiotic we are. Can we insert the Baby Shark song here, or will Andrea go to jail again? Uh, she might go to jail. It's very possible. Copyright let's, infringement, let's all that, that shit. Uh, so so welcome to another week. Please download our podcast. Find it on Google Play, Apple iTunes, Spotify, and I believe you can even get the audio on YouTube now. Just search Wings, Beers, and Tears. So let's meet the boys here on a Wednesday night. Jeremy, how are you? Doing well, boys. Good to see you. Excellent. Jerry? Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. Well, we are going to start right away with our Nats uh, talk. And man, oh man, is this pretty exciting. Uh, we had our, our Caps Stanley Cup run a couple years ago. The whole town got behind them. All the various teams. It was, it was something we hadn't really felt in quite a long time at that level. And I, I, I feel a very similar surge of enthusiasm here with the Nats fans and, and, and with, the, uh, with everybody following along, watching the games, casual fans, hardcore fans, everybody else. And I got to tell you, last night was exciting as hell. Um, and not being a baseball purist, I was highly entertained. It was 5-4. to four was the final score. There was plenty of hitting. There was great pitching. There were moments where you were on the edge of your seat one way or the other. That's the way the fucking World Series should be. Um, and I am looking forward to more of that. And by all accounts, that's what we're going to see because uh, we are up one nothing. It feels great, but the Houston Astros are really, really, really good. <laughs> and uh, I think they come back with a vengeance tonight. I, I, it, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. How, how are you guys feeling? What do you, what, what do you think about last night? What do you think about tonight going forward? I mean, let's just uh, let's you know jump right into it. I turned it off after the after the Nats were down two nothing in the first inning. <laughs> Well, that's typical for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's just my mo. Um, Make sure but, you do that again tonight. Yeah, exactly. I won't watch. Don't a, watch. I won't watch a pitch. I can't. I can't take it. It's too hard on the nerves. Um, but uh, Scherzer has the, I guess, history at least in these playoffs to fall behind early. If he can get out of the first inning, he's he's in for a good night. But not only did he get um, get two runs against him in the first, which is obviously not great when you're facing Garrett Cole. Um, he also threw a lot of pitches. So by the sixth inning, he was done, even though he had settled down, um, which concerned me greatly because now you got to bring in Corbin to pitch the six, which I guess in the grand scheme of things, he's still going to have full rest if they don't use him tonight. Um, but that bullpen is just every, – every every pitch, it's almost like I can't – I couldn't watch. Oh, it's – Even it's, if I was watching. So No, it's, it's literally on the edge of your seat so, with every pitch. So yeah. even though – I mean, everybody and their brother was taking the Astros, rightly so, right? And they, but they were just saying Garrett Cole's unhittable. He's unhittable. He's unhittable. Uh, he's what one run in the entire playoffs or something like that. I mean, the guy, the guy's crazy. And then the Nats get to him, and yep. you know, and I think that probably stunned Houston a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then they clawed back. Um, and, but Soto is just a man. I mean, he Dude, is coming. He's incredible, yeah, isn't he? He is coming. He's more effective. In one year, than Bryce was, and Bryce was a monster. Sure, but he's had a bigger effect in timely hitting mm-hmm. um, than, uh, than. What do you Bryce think right now? Eighteen years, five hundred million. Just, just offer it to him. Do it. 
I think they need to sign Rendon first. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, you know, he's going free agency. I mean, he 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 basically laughed at their offer at the end of the year. But but back to the game, I think when they got to Cole, it gave them some momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, tonight uh, with Strasburg, you gotta love Strasburg. He's been the best pitcher for the Nats all season. He's exactly. I thought I thought last night's, uh, you know. I, I, the first couple innings last night did not surprise me one bit, except for when we got down to nothing. I highly expected that, and I figured it would sit right around two nothing for quite some time, and then hopefully the Nats would find a way to claw their way back in it. That Zim home run was so ballsy. You know what? what a man, great fucking badass dude, for him. He two is, outs. He's sit, he's sitting up there and just fucking jacks it to center yeah. field. I mean, love he, that. He's been my favorite Nat. Forever. He's sure. everybody's favorite. Uh, of course. Right. right. And Even though the, he's from UVA, but, but we won't the, hold that against but him. But the last three, <laughs> the last three years, he's been almost nothing. And he's obviously going to be – this is his last year in Washington, obviously. He's got to go play DH somewhere because he can't run or field anymore. But, Take him in Baltimore. Right. But <laughs> be awesome. um, the way you go out is with some class. When you're the, when you're the, the um, team's greatest player Yep. to have – you know, meaningful impact in their greatest run ever, mm-hmm. even if it's the way you go out. That's how you go out. You don't go out with a way, you know, it's almost like watching the football players. Um, you know, he's in his 10th season and he's fading and he used to get 11 or 12 sacks and now he gets like a, a sack and a half. Right. And you're keeping him around, but it's like you're not really doing it. It's like Ken Harvey's last year. You know, it's almost like a shell of himself. I was thinking, I, that, that's a good one. I was thinking Jason Taylor, you know, at the tail end of his career with the Redskins when he was just like, oh my God, he can't right. get around the edge anymore. No, but Zim, Zim's still relevant. Yeah, so here's an eerie He's comparison, important. right? So he was out a, a decent part of this year and the past few years with injuries. I mean, the, as, as the guy has gotten older, as most players do, the injuries tend to bite you a little bit more. You're not young. Um, the grind of the 162-game season, et cetera. He reminds me a little of Orpic in that Caps run because Orpic was out a good part of February and March, and all we kept saying was just be healthy when the second season starts. So when April came around, he had his young legs like he'd never had before in the playoffs, or at least probably in a decade. Zim looks right now like he's swinging the bat like he's you know ten years ago. It's well, awesome. Yeah, you know, the fact he hasn't played much the last few years has sort of kept him fresh. And they mentioned Bingo. something last night. I didn't really catch it, but that. They, I don't know if it was a quick surgery or something happened, like because he was having a, it was a foot issue. Okay, and something just got like stretched out the right way. And at first he was like, "Oh crap! I think I really hurt it." Like whatever it was, it's like it was like me falling in the hot tub that one time. Like <laughs> fixed my hip. It was like he, fi- he fixed himself. Hot tub time machine. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, he fixed himself. He's like, I feel better than I felt in a couple of years. I don't know what the hell happened, but it was awesome. Um, oh, that's is, great. You know, I completely agree with Jerry too. This is, it seems like his swan song, but he's already come out and said he'll take whatever to do whatever to stay here because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to go anywhere else. Yeah. Now, I do think he would be a good candidate for Baltimore because he wouldn't have to move or anything. You know, sure, that kind of sure. Stuff. Well, but, we can uh, have all the contract you know. talks and stuff when it's all said and done, and obviously those are you know those are looming in the offseason, but, man, those are, are awesome conversations to have in the offseason if you've got the fucking yeah. trophy, right? Well, you, well you're going to you have know? them anyway, so you might yeah. as well have the trophy. May with as well them. have it. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, just to also pile on with the Zim thing, 
how, you know, first home run in Nationals, you know, World Series history. And it's, Absolutely. It's, yeah, yeah, that, that's, that, that's, that's and that cool. is the nice thing about being, you know, again. First RBI, first home run. Away. Exactly. Being, being World Series virgins here. I mean, everything they do right now is going down into the record books, and we get to see it. You know, front and center, and 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 again, the energy, the excitement, everything else. I wish the weather was a little bit better last night locally because the watch party at Nats Park was was a neat idea. It didn't look fantastic. I think it looks much better tonight. Well, tonight they let people in about an hour earlier than they had planned. Exactly. Already, I mean, it looked like there were already thousands of people there, about six yep. o'clock. So. Yep. So I think that groundswell of of excitement and emotion and everything else is really starting. And I mean, so so let's turn our attention a little bit to. You know what do you think happens tonight? Because I did not think we'd be up one after after game one. Cole, I, I'm, I'm a stats guy. <laughs> His numbers going back to May were just jaw dropping. Did you see that? Yeah. Well, what's the kid's 20, name for St. Louis? It's the same thing. Yes. Yes. Very well, similar. Very similar. Maybe. But how many times do you see that happen in a playoff series, mm-hmm. regardless of the sport? Is you know the standard bearer on said team who has just carried them through. All of a sudden, you get to them. Yeah. At some point, it, it, the numbers don't mean shit, right? Numbers are what happened. Yes. They aren't predictive of what is going to happen. Well, and what, you know, Nats had a week. They, if they did anything but over scout, you know, Cole and make sure every hitter was ready for everything that was coming, they did something wrong, and they obviously didn't. Do well, Cole right. and Verlander, that's well, sure. what you do. Yeah. You, 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 Absolutely. you scout the hell out of everybody. I must say, I, I liked watching Cole and. Uh, um, shirts or go back and forth last night because different styles, but I think they both aired because they throw so goddamn hard. Right. <laughs> I think they were both throwing very hard high in the zone. And as a result, you had some guys teeing off from time to time, you know? Um, but God bless Scherzer, man. The guy is a horse. He is, he is the ultimate competitor. He obviously did not have his A stuff last night, but what a son of a bitch to play against. He will yeah. just battle you and battle you. I mean, you can get him 3-0 in a count and be sitting on a fastball, and if you foul it away, shame on you because he's like, oh, I got you now. And he, I mean, he'll take 10 pitches or if he has take. to. <laughs> well, knock on knock on wood or marble, what I'm knocking on. But <laughs> yeah, I think with Scherzer and Strasburg, if you can get to them, you got to get to them early because once they settle down, they're in a groove and they're, they're dominant. Mm-hmm. Um, so – the key tonight, I think, is obviously Houston's kind of come out with like caged animals, man. They know they can't go down. Absolutely. You know, 0-2 because, you know, 2 nothing. I heard a stat like 59% of the the his- historical uh, teams that win the World Series win game one. So the Caps – or the Nats are – can't call them Caps. The Nats are <laughs> – They're kind of one in the same, yeah. same well, color scheme. They, they, they you know. like each other. So. The Nats are in a great position. However, they also – People in the Nats position only win 35% of game two because that's because the other team feels so much pressure. Yep. So the pressure is all on Houston. If they lose tonight and go down 0-2 and then go back to Nats Park, um, facing Corbin with Grinky, who hasn't been that great, knock on wood. He's he's still sure. obviously Zach Grinky, but yep. he it's not like he's had the year. Now, if you're up 0-2, or if you're up 2-0, you've got to win two out of six. Right. Two out of out of five, um, that's that's obviously when you got Strasburg and Scherzer coming back. Oh yeah, that's you're sitting pretty. So I to answer your question, I expect Houston to come out uh, like gangbusters. Mm-hmm. The best thing the Nats can do is get a lead because then you get the pucker factor. Yep, and they maybe start swinging at pitches they normally wouldn't swing at. Right, and they start making mistakes and they start to panic a little bit. If they come out and hammer Stras early they can reassert their dominance. 
Yeah, I, that's what I, that's and honestly, Strasburg has been their best pitcher. I expect him to pitch well. Um, but Verlander is a stud too, and he's got the pedigree. Yep. So the way I just described Scherzer is probably how Houston describes Verlander. Exactly. You know, Absolutely. and uh, and I, I I told George earlier. I said I think Stras is going to pitch lights out tonight, but I think the script is going to somehow flip, and I think Houston's going to find a way to get a couple late inning runs and. You know, and, and squeak one out. They got to get out early. The Nats have to get out early. And if they can, uh, Mark Zuckerman said, if they can take pitches and make Verlander get up and, you know, get his pitch count up and just have good at bats, like FP Santangelo says when I lose my shit when I'm watching it, because <laughs> that was a good at bat. He didn't get on base. How's a good right. at bat, right? But right. I don't understand enough about baseball. Sure. But, but if that's the goal, and you can get Verlander's pitch count up, then you can get to the bullpen, yep. and then you can have some success. Pitch yep. count is, is is the key on both on both sides. You know it is. Strasburg but, has to go seven. But this is where the 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 break that the Nats had is to their oh, advantage, yeah. and you saw it last night. Well, because, Doolittle said it. He's like, hey, us old guys love the break. <laughs> hell yeah, man. Well, I mean, think about it. Scherzer was at 69 pitches through three innings last night. Oh, no. You know, if that's an earlier series, Davey Martinez is probably going, shit, I don't know how much longer I can last, but... Last night he's going, fuck it. This is the last mm-hmm. series of the season. You just had the best break you've had since the All-Star break. Yeah. Dude, fucking go to the well. And if you need 50 pitches to get out of the next yeah. inning, do it. You just don't a, give up a, runs. A max one more, no, no pun intended, one more <laughs> start and three more uh, appearances. So, you know, w- what are we really waiting for here? There's a finite right. number of, of innings left in the in And he's the, guy, he's the kind of guy, he will just pitch as hard as he can until yeah. his arm probably falls off. Kind of like us, you know. He just, you know, well, so you dedicated. Know, yeah, so. That, when I when I think of Max Scherzer, I think of Jeremy. Absolutely, just I, a specimen. I, I think the just, same. just the way you see him play the adult men's hockey league, it's like <laughs> God. That guy reminds me of Scherzer. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I am male and I have dark hair, so <laughs> it's the way we podcast. We just go pedal to the metal yeah. every time. Yeah. So of, fucking dedicated. Of, uh, yeah, baby. <laughs> but you know what? What do you do if you're Houston? What's what's your game plan? Do you you know you know sit on pitches, wait, try to get the pitch count up, or do you attack? Because I almost feel like you have to attack and try to get the pitch count up by just getting more guys to the plate. Um, no, I, I think you, you know, bring up a good point. And when you look at their lineup, by the way, their lineup is like an all star lineup. It's, it's it is just absurd. like the Dodgers. Yeah. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. maybe not as good as the Dodgers, but just like I, the Dodgers. No, it, it might be as good as the Dodgers. I, I, I think it's. Good. I think it's as good yeah. because it, I not think quite as much power, <clears> but agreed they get on base better than the Dodgers do but the, another aspect here is potentially if this thing goes 7 you have 4 games in a very gimmicky ballpark that is a really small park they have very short porches well, in left and right i and didn't notice they got rid of that the mound in the hill. middle thing yeah. fucking god, god. It that thing was weird, with a flagpole in play <laughs> Dude, that like, dude, that hill yeah, in center field—it was, it was like playing at high building supply. <laughs> <laughs> like, that why thing, is that there? <laughs> that thing was just like you know, sprained ankle, torn ACL, oh, written yeah. all over it. You're just sprinting back to get a yeah. ball. You just fucking face plant. I right can't, ima- I can't imagine the players like association, like the the union allowed that shit to happen. Yeah. Well, it's, like also, it's 436. You have ball 430. It's not a home run. What, what, the is, hell? what is this? Brewster's million? Is there going to be a freaking train <laughs> exactly. coming through? Well, there is a train. There is a train. That's where the ball went. Uh, Soto's home yeah, so home yeah, home but not, not through the freaking stadium like oh, a Brewster's great, million. Though, yeah. Yeah. That? Oh, yeah, they had to call train. the game. They had to stop the game because the train was coming through. It'd be awesome. You know where they have the uh, the overhead cameras on like the uh, the pulleys? They have a little right. train going through right there. It'd be awesome. I think I think to, to Jeremy's question, I think they go after him early. But they their plan has to be get to the bullpen because we can yes. hammer the bullpen. Yeah. I don't think they panic 
because no, they don't panic. They're the freaking World Series champions, man. Right? They've won. They've won a title. I really like their manager a lot. I think oh, yeah. Hinch does a hell of a job. There's no. There's no <clears throat> rush or panic over there. They have such professional hitters up and down. But again. I think you can make this this statement with both teams. It's almost like looking in the mirror. They're built so similarly, and they have the right mix of veterans and young guys. I don't think either really gets staggered if they get knocked back. No. Like, let's say Houston comes out ass on fire and puts up four runs. The Nats are not out of the game, and right. vice versa. I mean, if, if they come out and get to Verlander early, they can't be sitting back on their laurels. They need to make sure they continue to score runs because their bullpen is still just an eyesore. Right. I know? mean, the, I will say this. Houston is champion right so you can't ever count them out they're not going to panic i expect them to come out and play very strong tonight if not win i mean they got to be obviously the favorite but i will say this there's something about the nats there's just something about the nats there is this extra like intangible right right? they can't they can't beat uh the brewers because haters in there he's a he's the closer for Millwall. he's the best in the league you can't hit him and then what they, they hit do? him yeah, they, they beat him right yep. they can't beat the dodgers the best lineup in the major leagues probably the best in history they won so many games and they beat them game and, five at shea right. Ravie. and then, yep. then now you have your, your the nats killer st louis who's always been a killer uh, just a, a city and a team an organization of champions and toughness and they get freaking boat race they they score like two runs the entire freaking season it's not even close it's like it's like you know george trying to run the ball on me in football it's like why are you even bothering right <laughs> and so that wasn't even close and then now they're facing a franchise which apparently people are calling the nats like the biggest underdogs in history yeah fuck that or whatever and they go out there and they beat the guy who can't be hit yep so there's something about them mm-hmm that their mojo is just amazing. Yep. Now, could it all end? Would I be surprised if Houston wins? Of course not. Uh, right? Of course not. No. But no. there's just something about them. When I when every time I've said, okay, it was a great run, man. Good job, guys. Yep. But this is probably it. They keep on doing it. So everybody's saying that Houston's going to win tonight. So I know you got Strasburg on there, and you got guys who believe in themselves if nobody else does, and that means something. So – I don't know, man. I, I mean, if I if I had to put my house on it, I'd bet Houston just because of the thirty five percent and uh, the fact that they're champions and they're not sure. going to go out. They're not going to go out like like you know dogs. But there's something about having Strasburg. There's something about the Nats. You're right. What do you think, Jerry? Um, I mean, I'm I'm comfortable with, with picking them to win just because of Strasburg. But again, won't be surprised at all if Houston wins. I think it's going to be a close game, just like last night, and it's. It's going to be pucker, for, pucker time for both both teams and both fan bases. Yep. So. yep. I, I, I think the two teams are so they're so well-matched, and they're such high quality. I don't think one is going to boat race the other. No. I, just, I think it's going to be like a ping-pong match, and I think it's going to go back and forth, and that's why I'm not going to get too excited tonight if Houston wins because now you come back for three in D.C., all, and, you, all you needed is one. That's, that's that was yeah. your goal. That's it. You get one here, and, and I almost think, almost like my my own internal cap style. I almost think you prepare yourself if the Nats for this fucking thing to go seven. You go, boys, strap it on. We're going seven. That's the way it's going to be. And, right. and all the ups and downs in between. Let's just go. Almost like the Dodger series, where it was like, let's just go. I know? pretended. I knew shit about baseball today. Sitting in my car in traffic <laughs> on three hundred five. I know nothing about baseball, but I was like. You know what I'd do? I'd pitch Anibal Sanchez tonight and let him go against Verlander and then keep Strasburg for game three and Corbin for game four. So that means you got your two 
you know, put Strasburg against Granke and then Corbin against that guy. Now you got a superior matchup in two games, and maybe they may maybe you lose Sanchez. Uh, and then I started thinking, the fuck do I know about baseball? <laughs> You're going to take Steven Strasburg off his rest and off the off the momentum he's been in. So obviously it was nice in theory, mm-hmm. but it's just one of those things. It's like you're watching Law and Order with a non-lawyer, and they say that's a great closing. Well, you can't fucking do that. It closes <laughs> in two minutes. Just, just know your role, dude. Enjoy the show. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do. So, so did you embrace your role? And, and yeah, you I mean, thinking? I I had five <laughs> minutes of hey, this shit is actually a good idea. To by the time I got to where I was going, I was like, ah, whatever. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, some people it's that about game one. Like, like, you can't hit Cole anyway. Might as well piss San- pitch Sanchez and then go with Strauss and you know and Scherzer in two and three. But it's just it's the, it's the flip side of it. So if you beat Cole, if you beat Verlander, then it you know it's, you're up two zero and everything else is still in. If you, know, you in do place. that, you're showing no faith in your in your guys. Mm-hmm. Like we're okay losing this game. Fuck that, right, man. No, you cannot have never, that mindset. Yeah. So that's yeah. generally what I was saying, how yeah. stupid it was. Right. It's yeah. like just being book smart but not practical. Yeah. You know? Agreed. No, but your 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 theory is not far fetched. And I actually heard some analytics guys talking about that. I think Neil Greenberg even chimed in and he said the numbers will tell you that that starting Sanchez in game one, it was instead of Scherzer, he goes, You could make a an analytical argument for that approach. Yep. He said, Absolutely. but he also you know, picked the Caps to lose every series last week, last yeah, year in the playoffs. Yeah. So fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, and he thought Ovi would basically have four hundred goals by now. So that's you know, um, <laughs> yeah. So again, numbers tell you what happened; they are not predictive. Is he making so. fun of me, or is he like my? I don't know. Is that no? no, no I'm no. making fun okay. of uh, Greenberg. Okay, right. good. Because totally I was like, you. he also said this and this and this. He's like, yeah. he's no. No, freaking no. Nostradamus over here. Fuck you, Jerry. Yeah. And I'm too stupid to understand. He's just killing me. No, <laughs> no, he's actually. Yeah, he's actually in your corner. He's actually in your corner. So, um, hey, mark that down. Episode twenty-four. Well, and one last thing on the you know when you pitch those guys, the last thing you want to do is say, oh, I want to save them for this situation. Well, what you know, what if it's over in four or five games and you just fucked up and didn't give your two best starters two chances to pitch? Exactly. You I got you. Yeah, if yeah, I, no, if you're hundred percent right. If I'm going down, I'm going down with Strasburg and Scherzer yes. pitching the most yes, against yes, their best yes. people. This is a very classic, and again, to make another hockey analogy, this is a classic example of line matching and not overthinking it and going, are you going big dogs? Fuck it. So are we. Let's go. Yep. You know, and just may the best oh, man we win. Line right, in our fourth line played 18 minutes with Chandler Stevenson. And, um, we will get know. to that later, you son of a bitch. Don't tease it too early. God damn it, Jeremy. We're a Cavs uh, podcast. I don't even know why we're faking it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so hopefully hopefully we will see our Nats up to nothing. And then, again, each game is going to almost write the soap opera for what comes after it or what approach the managers take to their rotations, to their lineups, everything else. Um, so it's you know the old cliche, but it, it is actually one game at a time because that completely determines the next permutations in terms of how you think and plan. Let's go Nats. So let's go Nats. Raise a glass. Cheers to the Nats. Let's go, boys. Let's get one. Cheers. Cheers. Go Nats. So while we're uh, while we're rolling on the positivity here, let's uh, let's move our DMV sports discussion to another team that actually gives us uh, reason to be optimistic. The Redskins. Fuck no. That would be the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about the Caps, who were Todd predicted to be 500 by now. <laughs> fuck off. They very well may be in two weeks. You know what they were from, but fuck that. Dude, we're the Caps, man. We roll everybody. Anyway, so we, we will get to the Caps, but first, let's uh, turn our attention to the Baltimore Ravens. So we've, uh, you know, we've analyzed the start to the season, 
We've seen them, you know, show signs of brilliance and then look very pedestrian. So this past weekend, I think, was kind of the first real benchmark for them. Went on the road out west at Seattle. Primetime game. That was the big 425 kickoff on Sunday. And I I did not have a great feeling. I thought they would hang in there. And I was predicting one of those shit Pete Carroll games where it was like 16 12. And then at the end, he runs down the sideline and, and right, shakes like beats everybody's his, beats hands. his chest Douche like bag. he's a fucking, you know, genius. Chooses gum, gets hit in the face <laughs> with football, you know, whatever. <laughs> we can only hope. Um, but, uh, but boy, not only did the Ravens go there and come out with a win, they flipped that game about halfway through and completely imposed their will in a way that we all heard they might be able to, and we were all hoping they would be able to. And I think the line of that game, I was listening to the national telecast, and in the third quarter, <clears throat> uh, the, the color man said it, and he said, this game is dead even with the exception of Lamar Jackson. He said, he is the difference maker right now. And we've been waiting for that to happen. And Jerry, you said it time and time again. You know, he's not special unless he's using his legs. Well, you know what? He was special on the ground and through the air. Yeah. And, you know, to, if you had told me he was going to go on the road and completely outclass Russell Wilson, I would have said, yes, let's see it. But I wouldn't have believed you. Well, it happened. Yeah. So, Jerry, what are your, or both of you guys, what are you seeing out of their offense? Because I really didn't watch much of the game again. Um, but obviously, they're moving the ball. I, I don't, but what I do or, do or don't see is, what they're actually doing, except that it's working. So, what's what do you what's the offensive philosophy? What are you guys seeing? Well, Lamar Jackson is obviously a great runner. Um, they run this spread type offense where, um, when your quarterback runs, that means I mean normally, uh, if you think about it, the quarterback normally hands the ball off and then you lose a blocker, right? Because the quarterback just stands there after he's not like absolutely he's leaving, right. Yep. But if you can send a running back in front of him or misdirection, mm-hmm. right? You can overload a side, which will give him space. And then he's a good enough runner, obviously he's a very good runner, um, to make people miss and get and just overload, right? And you can't drop safeties down in the box because they'll run the same look. He'll take a step forward, the safety comes up, and now you have a receiver running behind a safety, and he can't throw it. Now, what's been a little bit disappointing this year is – uh, his accuracy is not as good as I thought it would be. I didn't expect him to be Tom Brady, right? But I thought, you know, the the increase from year one to year two would be more dramatic than it was. It's not. Um, so if when I keep saying if he doesn't run, they're not special because he can't drop back forty times and throw it. He just can't, right? Um, because that you're playing into what they want him to do. That's what they want the Ravens to do. Um, so that's what they do. And then if you key on Jackson and bring people over to one side. Now you've got Ingram going the other way uh, on a, probably on a wider field with less people there. So it's just a really tough defense, especially when they're in the groove. And in the past two weeks, they've been in a groove. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of calling good plays, um, outfoxing the defense. Um, and in Seattle, when I was watching the game, I mean, Seattle's obviously really talented. But it They're was still like, so aggressive. It was like old school Ravens. I mean, they got a they got a they, they trade for Peters is really good. Yes, it is. Right, and yes, it is. You know, that's a great freaking trade, right? I thought it was crazy that they got him. He's not what he was, but he's still a Pro Bowler, and I know and it's still a huge upgrade on their end. Well, that's what they needed. Yeah, now they put absolutely. him in Humphrey, and they gave up like a fifth round pick and a linebacker young who <laughs> they had already did. given up on. Dude, they're so good. It's like what a 
They're it's so like, good they're, at the front like, office. They're like Mike Rizzo, like what? And, yeah, and yeah, like yeah, McClellan, yeah. like what is the other team thinking? Right, right. But then you know, two hours later, they they the Rams trade and get uh, the kid from uh, Ramsey. 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 So that's they just need need to unload him. But it's like, how come that shit can't ever happen to the Redskins? You know, how come they can't ever just fleece somebody and be like, oh, well, they don't God. really have anybody they need to trade, do they? <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, I wish we had a, a, an expendable player that wasn't playing. But they got they they were able to they were able to beat Seattle, I think, because they got some they got some gimmick uh, touchdowns, some defensive touchdowns, which really turned the tables. And then Seattle was out of their comfort zone. Yes. And then you know, th- but it, but you know, when I was watching the game in the first half, Seattle. You know the Ravens are struggling a little bit, which you expect, um, but then they just took over. They took over, and by the second quarter on. So what I was impressed with what they did is they. I thought that they uh, they created imbalance and and put Seattle on their heels a little bit. And when they had to get yards, they didn't do it gimmicky, but they did it by overloading one side of the line or the other. And it was they were just really smart. They almost let Seattle's de- over aggressive defense um, make their own play calls a little bit easier, and they gave Jackson the freedom to to kind of read on the fly and do what he needed to do. And there was a couple plays where it looked like a, you know a younger version of him would have taken off, and he just simply created space and he found Andrews right. or he found Snead a couple times, and he and he got the ball into tight spaces. Yeah, pretty sure he only found Snead once. Just okay, all right. So it was another guy with <laughs> shitty hair. Um, it's uh, Miles Boykin. He that's had, who it is. He yes, had two yes. catches for 55 <laughs> yards, so that yep. means he's just running flies or posts, yep. right? It's yep. not like he's running but, precise But what they did is they, is they created imbalance, and they fed off of the fact that they knew Seattle, their trump card on defense was just to be overly aggressive. And they, right. and they let Clowney push up the field a bunch of times, and he made some brilliant plays because the guy's a beast. Seattle's good. Oh, they're so yeah. good. But he also got himself out of plays, and they were able to get Ingram inside instead of on the edge and do some other things. Seattle's but, really good at home when they can pump in that fake music. And hell yeah, like man. The, but they swear that doesn't happen. Oh, they're such bastards. Um, shitty, rainy piece of shit. Just city. like Kurt Cobain killed himself. Sure. <laughs> Just <laughs> we'll saying. Have, we'll have a conspiracy theory podcast one day. <laughs> we real yeah. established. I saw that on Netflix. And by the end, I was like, that motherfucker killed Kurt Cobain. <laughs> How could she kill Kurt Cobain? Anyway. Um, but I thought that... So it's interesting because a few weeks ago... Um, you were at the game. You got really pissed at Harbaugh for going forward on fourth, justifiably so. Stupid. He's done it a number of times. So in this game, I was actually screaming at the TV. So I'm watching it with George, who's the only Ravens fan in the house. And it's 13-13, and it's fourth and two on the seven. And I'm like, fucking take the field goal. I'm like, you're dominating time of possession. Just do it. They go for it. Not only do they go for it, Jackson takes off and scores a touchdown. I know. And I think that that flipped the game a little bit because right after that, you could see the Seattle sideline was like, that doesn't happen to us. Not at home. It's and it still did. a bad fucking call, <laughs> though. It is not the right play. Oh. I agree with you. But, you know, I guess if you go to the well that many times, eventually, you know, you're going to have yeah, some success. I, maybe but. Harbaugh just says, listen, man, it's uh, somehow he has gotten some analytics where he says, if I do it more than this in this certain situation. Honest to God, I think so. It's a little like the Golden State Warriors with three-point shooting. It's like, yeah. hey, hey, you guys are 0 for 12. And they're like, fuck it. We're not going to go 0 for our next 12, so we're going to keep shooting. You know, Harbaugh's like, fine. We've had three really bad fourth downs this year. It's not going to keep happening. And, you know, cheers. Yeah, beautiful sound. Cheers. Beautiful sound. Um, but, yeah, no, I thought that that play really defined – 
kind of that's the play that Seattle has pulled out in the past where Carroll does some you know he'll he'll fake a punt when you don't expect it and then he pumps his stupid fist you know or whatever if you hadn't noticed I fucking hate Pete Carroll yeah, I don't like him either dude <laughs> He's such an asshole I don't like him He's so ethical <laughs> yeah exactly oh uh, there's a hey there's a fire I started at USC I'm just gonna run the other way yeah. and take my millions on the other side don't get me started <laughs> we're gonna we're, we're gonna go to freaking Notre Dame and I'm gonna tell him about murder theory on Brian <laughs> Kelly <laughs> No, so it was it was really good to see uh, the Ravens get a signature win on the road at this point in the season, and it is really up to them at this point. But they can take a stranglehold on that division. Unfortunately right now. for them, they have this team called New England next week. They do, who may be the greatest team I've ever seen assembled. How the Incredible. fuck do they keep getting better? Unreal. I, I, they okay. lose Gronkowski, and you think, okay, their production is going to be. You know, because they lost their little white receivers too, right? And they, <laughs> not all of them. Right, not, not all, all of them. them. I mean, Edelman's still there, but they, they lost like a, a bunch of other guys. Right. And then they have that drug head. Uh, whatever, Josh Gordon. Josh no, Gordon. Who, who, I know who they just cut, right? Well, no, he's on IR. Well, I think right, I, like, because why? Gonna cut him. Why? Because they just, who they pick up? Well, they Sanu. traded for yeah. somebody. Yeah, yeah. for Sanu. And Sanu. Sanu. Wait, Sanu from yeah. Atlanta. But they put Gordon Fuck, that's not yeah. fair. No, it's not. So here's the team. Like you just said, Jerry, here's New England in a nutshell. Won another Super Bowl. They're the greatest team pretty much ever assembled. Their defense right now is like 85 Bears-ish. They're That's so my defense. fucking good. They're better than any wide receiver I could have picked. Yeah, I believe it. And yeah. they, they get me 25 points a game. It's unreal. So here they are, 6-0, and defending Super Bowl champions, just absolutely crushing it. What do they do? They make a trade in season for a receiver because they're going, they're always a step ahead of everybody else. What the fuck? They're like the Penguins used to be when they were in their heyday. When I, when I, not in their heyday, not when they were going bankrupt. Like who the fuck does that in a goddamn professional sports league? No, they're there twice. They're already doing it again. So yeah. yeah. Fuck those douchebags. But anyway, <laughs> when I started follow, but after that, when they got Sid the Kid, right, who should be an American, um, because Nova <laughs> we Scotia got, we is. Got wit. Now, anyway, when they got it right, they would always make a trade during the season. Like, how the fuck did they just get better? I know. How, I know. That's not fair. How did they yep. just get better? How did they just get the best player in the Western Conference to come over there? And they gave up George. Yep. You know, yep. not, no I disrespect. Would, I wouldn't give up George, sorry. <laughs> no disrespect. You should, I'd like you better than Chandler Stevenson, I swear. <laughs> but anyway, it, that's sort of the – how can they keep getting better? It's not yeah. – I, I don't get it. Well, and what you guys – you both are right. I think they, they put him on IR, and they're going to release him with an injury settlement oh, or whatever yeah. it is. I mean, Because he said today, I'm on IR. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hurt? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Belichick, uh, he's, he's, he's the mob boss, man. He sits there, and he says, give me guys that are not only going to be productive – but they're going to be productive the way we're going to tell them to be productive. And if you, and I don't care what your pedigree is or what your history is, and, and you might have scored two touchdowns last week. You know what? Oh, really? You think that? Huh, see you. You're out of here. We'll get somebody else in here. Well, and they do it so consistently that I, it's, it's, you know, it's really a model of success. It is. You know? I'm not going to say they're not the best team in the league because they are the best team in the league, but the quarterbacks they've faced so far this season – yeah, was it like that's true. I Falk, mean, Darnold, Ke- uh, oh, not even Keenum, McCoy. <laughs> yeah, they um, get to face Colt McCoy. Not even Keenum. <laughs> uh, they, and the other three or whatever are not great either. They have not faced one quarterback yet. And no, I will, you're 100% right. And I will say this, though. The Ravens have always played New England tough. They have. Always. So I expect the, I expect the uh, Ravens to go up there and be competitive. Can they win? Maybe, 
but maybe not. But, no, also, but they will be competitive. I'm they with will. You. This will be the this will be the <laughs> hardest test New England's had. And if they're down, if they're not ready to go, if they if they're players, which I don't think they will be, they're pros. But if they if they're not, they haven't seen someone like Jackson. No. And so that's going to be a a real test for that defense. We'll see if the defense comes out this week and they win twenty four to three. Or something like that. Where you talking about New team. England? Yeah, with New, yeah. And then that D. Okay, now you're talking about New England being an all-time right. great defense. Right. It, we'll see now because sure. Jeremy's right. They haven't played no. The and, and, and I mean, the Jets last week did their best Redskins impression. I mean, that was about as close to a complete Monday night meltdown. I'm seeing dead people. It was. It was. It was hard to watch how bad the Jets were. It makes me feel a little bit better, like in the teeniest bit that we I don't have. feel better at all about company, the Redskins right? at all. You know, the Redskins. How many times have we seen the Redskins go out on Monday night on a big game, and they they aren't even competitive for three minutes? That's the way the Jets were the other night. I am so happy to be married to my wife for a lot of reasons. <laughs> uh, but one of them is I can legally disown the Fran- uh, the Redskins and root for the Ravens because I married <laughs> into the Ravens. You did, and that's in the, that's in the Bible. I can, you know. I thought you were going to say it's in the bylaws. <laughs> it's, in the, it's in the prenup. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's in the it, that's written. So I am a Ravens fan. I am happy to be a Ravens fan, and I love my wife. Thank you, Holly. I like watching. I like watching teams that <clears throat> have a plan. Uh, they've got some balls, you know, they put it out there and then they do their best to, to execute the plan to make the ship move forward, you know, and the Ravens consistently do that. So I am a Redskins fan at heart because I always have been and for better or worse, I always will be, but it is nice to have another rooting interest in a league that I do like to follow. And you respect the way the Ravens do business. They do business so professionally. Um, but I will say this, <clears throat> New England, J- Jeremy, you're 100% right. New England has faced complete shit competition. However, they have rolled said yeah, I mean, shit competition. They're, I think they're the best team in the league. Yeah, they've done what they needed to do. No they, they absolutely have. Now, so so a that couple, game this week, or the Ravens on bye this week and it's next week? I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think the Ravens are on bye this week, and then they play New England next week. You're right, because Justin Tucker is on bye. So it's yep. yeah. Yep. So, man, I, I, so let's hope for hamstring pulls. <laughs> Well, that sucks because I was like, this is perfect. Skin, not, not that I, sh- I mean, I watch the skins. I'm, I'm sorry. I still do. Like, this is it's painful. No, you're, like, you're amongst friends. Don't no, worry. I will not watch until Haskins plays. Well, um, I'll yeah, watch yeah, to do not, research yeah, for the pod. We'll, we'll, go, <laughs> we'll, we'll go with skins and talk later, maybe if we, you know, really feel like it. But anyway, if I get shit faced, maybe. The worst game ever <laughs> fucking played in any oh, sport. That was gross this last past weekend. But no, it was just, it was, it's perfect. Skins don't play Sunday because basically I only watch one game on a Sunday the rest of the time just on red zone. I'm like, yep. I can actually focus on the Ravens. Well, I guess not. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. But I will say this I think they're going to play New England tough. Um, but a couple weeks ago when we looked at the Ravens' schedule and we went, shit, they're in trouble a little bit because they've got this daunting schedule coming up, we thought Seattle, New England was like this gauntlet. Well, they've got, they've got a win under their belt now yeah. and a good convincing win. Yeah. So not that the New England game is house money, but you're not expecting to go up there and win in a week and a half. Yeah, and this no, does of course not. start a tougher stretch for New England, so we'll really get to see what they really are. Yep, and um, we'll, Maybe but, there'll be more trades. Thing. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, definitely. I, there Maybe. are more trades this year than I remember in uh, most me, years. Me yep. too. Me too. Um, and the Skins are not one of those teams making trades. But yeah, apparently, I digress. Yeah. I digress. Yeah. Fuck them. But Browns, um, we'll come yeah. back to them later. Browns want to tackle, and if the Skins aren't talking to them, they're talking about going getting sold or from, from the Giants. So that's just another one that's it's coming. Freaking, 
Yeah. All right. All right. So let, let, let's continue the positivity here. So cheers to the Ravens. Cheers. 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 Let's go, boys. You know, get healthy get in healthy, this uh, in ready. this bye week. Get ready for Brady. That's right. Come back, and uh, I think that's going to be a hell of a game. And they, do you know? know where that game is? Up in uh, Foxborough, I believe. It's up in there. <clears throat> up in there. So, continuing the positive trend, let's talk about our caps. C A P S caps caps caps. You know, guys, if I think if they can be five hundred around this time, well, well, that's what I'm expecting. It's going to be great. So, for all of you listening, that was Jerry's impression of me. Done fairly uh, well so for a couple of weeks. Us combined making fun of him, <laughs> which is pretty accurate. So I must say, I am very pleasantly surprised that we are sitting eleven games in. We are seven, two, and two. Seven, two, and two. And I think I said I wanted to be seven and two. I think I thought you said ten, like ten, two. And so two we talked about we talked about fourteen games in October. And I said it, it would be great if they left that stretch like eight, five, and one. No, you said seven and seven. I said five hundred. I said eight, five, and one. What did he say? I, it was it was close to five hundred. I don't know exactly what it was. It may have been five hundred with you know a couple of loser points. I'm not yeah, sure. I said it was slightly seven, over, five, slightly seven, over five hundred maybe. Oh, the yeah. good news is we have tape on this. Yeah. We can we can have our crack staff go back and look I don't at the, care. Uh, the I won anyway. Shit. You looked at me like I was like you know a moron, so and you no, were I like, just, I looked "Dude, at you. we're gonna be ten, yeah. three, and one, I and we're gonna." At, I looked and, at you. God with, damn it, we might be. I looked at you with indignation. Like, yes, how the did. fuck can you yeah. say that about my team? Yeah. I do think it was <laughs> seven, five, and two was his prediction. Oh, okay. So that's basically well, seven. Maybe, maybe, maybe you might be okay. No, then I then I digress. No, no. I, I take it all back. But that basically is seven and seven. I mean, it is. That's, yeah. No, know. it is, and that and that's um, kind of where I thought they'd be. But you made a great point last week, Jerry. Um, shockingly, and he said, "Here we are." <laughs> Jeez, that's <mean. laughs> with my hockey experience. Yeah. Are you kidding? Like, <laughs> no, but you no you you nailed it because I completely agree. <clears throat> very surprised or very pleased with where they are in the standings. I didn't think they'd be playing this way to get there, and they continue to do that. They're <clears throat> they're surprisingly um, uh, like pliable. Like they're kind of just figuring out who they're playing, what they have to do to kind get like wins. Kate um, they got they're figuring out you know how, how to get special teams points, you know, and 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 you know get get some wins on the road. They're they're not doing it the way I thought they would, and I kind of like it. At first, I didn't. Now, I kind of do. They're, well, you can't count on John Carlson to keep scoring goals like he's doing. Of course well, not. Bobby Orris. Is that, is that what yeah, I mean, come on. So, dude, 20 points through 11 Fucking games. Fucking amazing. Hey, dude. real quick, here's a cheers to John Carlson from the Wings, Beers, and Tears crew. Holy shit, bro. Keep it up. Let's go. Start playing defense. Oh, he's playing great D. No. My, uh, my dad takes credit for uh, Carlson's uh, you know monster start to the season. They were both at uh, Montebee, Gabby, and Bethesda. And they had the same same meal one night. So oh, brilliant! They, my dad's taking full. I, I, absolutely, I think he, as he should. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, Mr. Woodhams, you rule. You're the man. No, um, but I mean, you're right though. It's not like it's not like Kuznetsov has been dominating. No, it's the, not uh, like Tom Wilson's been doing anything special. Although, although uh, Jeremy made the point, Wilson has has turned it on here in the last week, week and a half. He looks he looks really good. The guy I'm concerned. Two guys I'm concerned about. Vrana is not. He's not getting he, nice dude, time. God damn it. He's not putting up the numbers he should based on his skill set. We'll come back to that in just a second. I'll let, I'll let Jeremy chime in. And the other guy, and I know this is sacrilege a little bit, is Backstrom. He's very solid. He looks very underwhelming right now. He looks like he's lost a step. He looks um, old. He does. He does. Now, with that being said, the, the, the way he plays the game, 
the Sedins looked old the last four years of their careers, and they were still putting up 80 points. So, I mean, he, he can still be very, very effective on this team you know, with the, with the players that we have around him. That makes me sad. I, it, it's a reality, though, man. Yeah. I mean, Jeremy, you know. tell me what's so, going on. So, but Jeremy had some great insight on Verona, and I think he's spot on. Well, with Verona, you know, it's, you, we compare Verona to Wilson and say two guys that say a week ago we were like, you know, we need more out of these top six forwards, right? Wilson, he's only going to get a chance or so every game. You know, it's just, it, it's going to depend on other players. Verona should be generating a chance per period because of his speed. And he's, if he just finishes, you know, one of six of those, that's a 40-goal season. And he's not doing that. And I don't know, you know, if it's if it's ice time. I don't know if it's his line mates. But I just want to see a little more out of him because he Wilson's never going to drive a line. That's not the point. He's going to make room for guys, center lane drives, get your tips, get your screens, get your rebounds. But Verona needs to generate more offense. So that's if, if there's anybody I'm disappointed in. I'm not really disappointed in anybody on this team right now. It would be Verona. And I'm not worried about Backstrom. He'll get his. I think so. Backstrom I think so. will get, you know, I don't, I mean, I haven't checked, you know, the tape on each of these goals, but I almost wonder if Carlson's the one that's kind of getting these points. Because whenever somebody scores in the power play or whenever Ovi scores, somebody's getting those assists. And I'm just wondering this season if that's just, it's, you know, the way the puck's bouncing, it's been Carlson over Backstrom. So Verona, it looks like in the past five games, um, he's gotten between. 14 and 16 shifts and between 10 minutes and 14 minutes of ice time. Is that where he should be or is that lower yeah, than I mean, four, 14's about right. 14's I mean, 10's fine. A little low. Yeah, but, I, no, completely agree. Well, against Colorado, but that was a shit game. It was. Uh, he had 10 minutes and then he had uh, 11 minutes with uh, Chicago. So, But this is where this is where Verona, for me, is such a key going forward. And I, the hard – the hard-nosed coach in me says, God damn it, kid, get, get your shit together and let's go. But the uh, the realist in me says, he is such a streaky player. And who did you compare him to when we talked, Jeremy? He's Bonsai. I mean, he's he's, he's Peter so Bonner. similar to Bondra. Mm-hmm. And he he called it. Bondra had 40-goal seasons where he scored those 40 goals in 30 games or less. You know, he played 82, but he'd only score the 40 yep. goals in, in less than half the season. And it's that's Ker- just it's Kerrigan-esque. It, 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 <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, but when you're a goal scorer, sometimes that's how it happens. But you know what? There's guys around the league that are that are snipers and that are dangerous that are like that. Yep. Panarin gets his goals in bunches. You know, Anisimov gets his goals in bunches. I mean, these are, these are top-notch, top-six forwards that can put up 35, 45 goals. <clears throat> they might disappear for weeks at a time. That's just the nature of the way they play. Well, and yeah, and Verona will get he'll get streaky. He'll have that stretch where he has six and seven games, and then all of a sudden he's up there, a couple behind Ovi and Oshi at the top, and you know nobody's questioning anymore. I think that'll happen. Speaking but, of uh, Oshi, on fire to start, man. Yeah. Boy, does he look good. He's just a, he's just a gritty. God, stock, is he man. just a good fucking hockey just, player yeah. or what, man? He's, he's one of those guys, you know, like when you go to the gym and you're playing basketball, and you're like, eh, that guy looks like us. Right. But then like he's he's got like half the baskets and he's you know he always knows where the ball's gonna be. And he never gets tired. Right. Yep. He's a son of a bitch. It's like Jesus yeah. Christ, man. Like, I mean, just like when you the ball's shot and he can see immediately if it's gonna go to the left or the right or if it's gonna come off hard or soft or whatever. Yep. Nah, he's just a, such a good hockey player. Um you know, so so the caps, you know, the caps are playing they're playing well as far as standings points go. I think their style of play still leaves a little bit to be desired, in my opinion. 
I, I would still like to see a little bit more consistency with the pace. Um, well, they got the Oilers, then they got the Canucks. So the Oilers got, are... They're a wagon. They're fucking unreal right now. Right. I mean, One, one regulation loss, I yes. believe. So that's going to be a hell of a game tomorrow night. And then they got the Canucks. Yep. That's winnable. Well, all these games are winnable. Right. Canucks and are overachieving they, a little bit. They're you know they're a good team, but I you know. Then Toronto, yep. then the Sabers eight and one. Oh yeah, oh, you know, it's all about Johansson. And the Flames, <laughs> the Flames and Panthers. So, you know, like I said, next six games get four get four wins. Go go six and zero. Oh, you're you're gonna be good to go. No, I mean <laughs> that's I'm, Jerry. By the way, I mean, they're, they're never going to be allowed to win in Toronto. No, never. You know, no. it's like I can tell you when we're playing in the game. When my when you know when my team we would play these Baltimore teams and we would be up, you know twenty one twenty four nothing, and no matter what happens, we're not scoring again. Mm-hmm. You can just <laughs> see it because you could just see the refs; they don't like that. Right? right. So if if it's inevitable, we have a really good running back. He rips off a fifty yard run, and the ref just takes his flag and throws it down the ground mm-hmm. for a hold. Which you know didn't happen. Of course, he's it just was a not, phantom hole because a, he, right. yeah, he's going totally score effects and that's how the game what is I going. expect yep. NHL to do when you know in Washington's playing. They're going to get some bullshit interference calls, right? And Toronto's, you know, Wilson will get a penalty in pregame warmups for just being too aggressive. <laughs> Absolutely, <you know? laughs> he'll for his stare. <laughs> yeah, he's right. menacing. <laughs> I like Gudis. Uh, okay, so that's thank my boy. You. He's that's awesome. my boy, man. So here's the deal, right? Yet again, McClellan. He, he is a step ahead, I think, of a lot of other traditional GMs. And I love Niskanen. Love the way he skates. Love the way he plays. His game was great. We have guys on the roster that play a similar style to Niskanen. He had a down year last year. He was great in the Stanley Cup run. I thought last year was not his best work. He's getting a little bit older. So we saved some salary, and he, he addressed a more gritty type of defensive style by getting Gudis in. Which is what we needed. Yeah, well, and, it's the foresight. I mean, yes, is Gudis, yes. is he a top four D-man? Fringe. In a pinch, okay. Yeah, he's a four or five guy. That's yeah, exactly what he but is. But you put him on the third pair like like we have him here, and he's an absolute monster. Dude, he has got to be a son of a bitch to play against. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just he's just an asshole. He is. But he's our asshole. He is. So that's no, why we love No, he's the kind him. of guy, he will not let you break the puck out until he puts his forearm or elbow or hip on you and rubs you out in the corner and just makes sure just, you, know you know he's mean and nasty and he's there. And that's the kind of shit we need. Well, well when we had Dave on the pod, right. that Dave was excited about Gudis, right. and that's exactly why. He's 100% right. Kempney comes back, takes a headshot, first game back, boom, who's, who's the first person there? You know? I mean, yep. it, it doesn't have to be Wilson. Hathaway would have stepped in there, too. <laughs> He's another guy. How good has he been early on, man? I mean, he's a oh, he's been fantastic. You know what surprised me about Hathaway? He's a better skater than I thought he was going to be. Guy can move, man. All right, can we talk about something bad? I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, Richard Panic. Not uh, great. That's not looking good, and he's not been great. I know he's quote unquote injured. I don't know if it's a Josh Gordon injury or Richard Hill <laughs> injury, but it might just be hey, take some time and get your shit together, right? Type stuff. Um, but he has been non-existent. Yeah, he's been he's he's been a fringe guy when you thought he might be an impactful guy. He's getting yeah. he's getting bank. He he was he's getting money to to do something. Yeah, I mean it's one of these where it's like it, it's tough because you look I he I think he and he and Haglin have the same deal. It's like you know two two point seven five by four. So it's decent money, um, but it's not a ton of money. But I think that it's unfortunately a panic. It's just the opposite of Gudis. We really yeah. maybe didn't yeah. have a perfect spot for him. 
and or he's not fitting in right. I mean, you hear other guys talking about it. They love his skill, love this, that, and the other. And I think it's almost like, you know, at some point it'll click. So maybe he just needed the reset. I don't know what happened. It was that collision with um, with Siegs, right, that knocked yes. him out? yep. So, you know, he probably banged up a shoulder or something like that and just needs a month or so to heal because that's one of the things that McClellan said was that we don't expect him to miss more than the 10 games. Right, um, right. Fucking make it 20. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's the kind of thing, though, is the way they're playing, they, they need that skill, that extra body in the lineup because right now, I mean, your boy, you know, part of the reason that Stevenson's getting ice time huh. is because a guy like panics out. Let's take a moment and Whatever. let's appreciate the brilliance of Chandler Stevenson's first did, did NHL the, goal did of 2019. Goal it didn't even, he wasn't even trying to score. And that's yeah. how brilliant he is. He was, what, eight feet behind the goal line? I don't even. It's I mean, fantastic. it's almost like when people are getting up praising your ex-wife. You know, it's kind of like, it's great. Good job. Let's move on. No, I, I don't know. That. It's, uh, Chandler, good for good Chandler, for him. Chandler. But this is the, the George as my witness. This is what these this is what these dipshits do. Yes, I, do. I, I trash a guy all year long and it just gets repetitive. And then he does one thing good. One thing good like like who was it, Marcus Johansson? Yeah. Oh yeah. You hated Mojo. Every for no reason. Yeah, for there was a reason. Because he wasn't as good as I wanted him to be. That was the reason. I'm not saying it's a good reason, but that's the reason. But every tenth game. He would do something good, and Jeremy would go, see, you look the first time about Jeremy. Mojo with another assist. Mojo with a two-point game. And then, okay, I'll see you eight games from now. It's Trey Quinn. He is the Trey Quinn. <laughs> he is the Trey <laughs> Quinn. Great. Good call. That's great. Of the Caps. Uh, but in all honesty. Watch him, like, watch me be broken down one night by the end of the road, and Chandler Stevenson's pulls up, tire for you. and he's the only one that can be here. He's like, wait a minute. I know your voice. <laughs> Are you that motherfucker on wings, beers, and tears? So, no, no, I'm Jeremy. You can fix my tire. I'm Jeremy. I'm, uh, uh, hey, I'm Jeremy. <laughs> oh, that'd be too fucking funny. Uh, no, but seriously, uh, you know, Caps Caps are playing well. Um, real quick before we uh, we move on to our next uh, sports topic. Oh, fuck. Um, we, we talked about Holpe a couple weeks ago, and he had a very rough stretch. And I had mentioned that in his career during the regular season, he is he is not your even Steven goalie. He right. goes through ebbs and flows. Well, he was down. He was awful. And the last three games, holy shit, he's been lights out again. He's had a good then, week. But that's well, that's you know, what you've got with him. So do you keep playing him? Does he? Is I have always heard he's the guy who says, don't take me out when I'm on fire. Mm-hmm. Um but Sam Sonoff is awesome. He's great. So, I mean, if he needs – I mean, what do you do? do well, you? he'll get one of the two games, you know, obviously Friday or Thursday or Friday. And the thing was, I it was – I know we really didn't chat much about this because it was, you know, middle or end, sort of end of the week last week. But there was like some kind of almost faux controversy about starting Sam Sonoff in that Thursday game after they had pulled Holby on Tuesday. Yeah. yeah well, well it, I'm sure that bef- like before the season started, that was Sam Sonoff's start. There was nothing. There was no controversy whatsoever, unless you're a jackass. But anyway, we have plenty of jackasses. Yeah. You know. But I, I did want to point out because I thought about you, Jerry. I saw um, uh, Alan, <laughs> speaking uh, of jackasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, speaking of your boy, Alan May had the quote. Is somebody said you worry about Hope, but he's like, no, that's for you know knee jerk fans, yep. you know, knee jerk reaction fans. Yep. And I was you know, at your boy saying that. And he's like, you know, he's like, look, Hope hasn't been good. He's like, but the the defense in front of him has been absolutely atrocious. You want him to do better, but three ten belts, you know, chances. Well, that's, that's true. In one period, yep. it's like, you know, what do I mean, you the, co- the Colorado first period was That's just, exactly the game he was referring it to. It was just, it was, it was just like 
we don't even show. We're not even no, showing. Just up. throw. Nobody throw, even wanted yeah, to play. Right. Take that film and just burn it in a fire. You know. But we'll get to as the season goes on. We will certainly get to some of the big looming free agency questions that are going to hit the caps at the end of this year. You know. And and at the top of that list is going to be Holpe. Yeah, Holpe and Becky. He's gone. But. but Again, there's absolutely no reason, and I love the guy, there's no reason he should be wearing a cap sweater next year based on what the free agent market did last year with goalies. Right, exactly. <clears throat> I mean, the- He can command a salary north of 8 to $9 million, maybe even more if somebody's desperate. Why would you do it if you have Samsonov and you believe in him? Exactly. And that's why I think he's getting the games he's getting now. That's what I hope. That's what I hope. Um, I, yeah, I, you know, not to jump the gun. I'd love to see him head back out west. You know where he's from. Go to Calgary or Edmonton. Be a stud out there. Yep, eight by ten. You know, and right off into the sunset. That's it, man. That's it. Well, hey, cheers to the Caps. Let's keep it rolling. Keep it we'll rolling. We'll see you next week. Uh, you know, if my four seven, and five, two, four seven, and two, five, next six games. If my seven five and two prediction is right, I hope it's not at this point. Or Jerry's ten two and two might be <laughs> yeah. right in there. They're both still in play. They're both still in play. So, <clears throat> you know, cheers to the Caps and let's keep it rolling. So we will, uh, <clears throat> we will finally turn our attention to something less positive as we wrap up our week here on Wings, Beers, and Tears. And we have to talk about it because Why? they're the elephant in the fucking room. But yeah, it should be a quick conversation. They're a bowl of fucking shit. Worst yes. team in the league. So you said it earlier. Absolute worst professional, if you, in quotes, uh, game that I've ever seen this past weekend. Well, between well, the the burgundy and gold and the shit, uh, the shit uniforms that the 49ers rolled out. Before we talk about the actual players, and I think San, we have to. I think San Francisco is completely overrated. But I'll say this. The field conditions were about as bad as you can see. Does does FedEx field not drain? Do they not have a crown on that field? I mean, seriously. Dude, I mean, that organization is so bad down to the infrastructure. I wouldn't be surprised if their weight room, like everything was miscalibrated. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even have like the right equipment I everywhere. I think it was I Richard mean- <laughs> Sherman. Who's, I think it was Richard Sherman, but I'm not sure. But some cornerback from San Francisco said, I've never seen a field like that. It's like that you were pros. I mean, yeah, I mean, you were school. stepping I mean, into like I got. I'm sure they were talking about pros in college, but they were stepping into a puddle when it's supposed to drain. Yeah, and it was like water was coming, and it's not yeah. like it rains here. I mean, that was a hard rain. I get it, man. Yeah, but I mean, sure, they, it, you know, I was like, did they like? Just, oh, I figured they were completely incompetent and didn't put a tarp down. They had a tarp down. And it still sucked. I, it, <laughs> I, I've never seen a professional field like that, other than like Wembley. You know, when they're playing <laughs> in Wembley or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. When, Whatever, but, dude. Wembley drains perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the only reason the game was even somewhat competitive. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. No, the, the the weather is why the skins were actually relatively close on the scoreboard. But that game was unwatchable uh, to the to the nth degree. Just awful, awful football. And I'm not even going to parse any of the, the, the details, the stats or whatever. I'm just going to say this. What the fuck is the point of being a fan of this franchise and watching them if they are not going to see what they have for the future? And that starts and ends with Dwayne Haskins. You can't tell me he can't come in and do exactly what Case Keenum's doing. Jerry, Sam Darnold threw up all over himself on Monday night. He's a fucking second-year pro. Josh Rosen can't even hold the starting job in Miami, who's worse than the Redskins. And fucking Ryan Fitzpatrick is taking his job. I mean, you have highly touted rookies out there playing, and they actually have an established resume now. Haskins has nothing. Daniel Snyder. Because nobody will fucking play yeah, it. Daniel Snyder and Bruce Allen. That's a Daniel Snyder, Bruce yeah. Allen decision to not play him. Uh, I think they, you know, I, I said a couple weeks ago, I think they did a 180. They got scared. They wanted him to start week one. He has to start week one. Well, he's not quite ready. And they're like, oh, shit. Not only is he not ready, we really suck, and we're going to get him killed. 
or we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't want, we don't want to get embarrassed. Well, we don't want him to look bad because then what do we turn we'll look to? Bad, and then we'll look then bad. we have no future, yeah. right? So they're, they're, they don't want him to look bad because it makes an already terrible looking franchise mm-hmm. even worse, right? Which is why I think Mike Tomlin and Lewis Riddick are going to. I think Bruce Allen is gone, not gone from the. He'll be. Know, President not, and starter in, in, no, in not gone charge from, of not, stadium operations. Not or gone from the from the organization because they still need him for that, right? He'll keep his salary and all that. <laughs> I think he will be done, hopefully, um, of uh, stadium from, liaison from Bruce football Allen. decision making. Make the hot dogs, right? Jackass. And I think I think they're going to bring in they're going to bring in Lewis Riddick um, because apparently he's the only it's he's the only one out there who's not 100% critical of the Redskins at the moment, which is weird. That is weird. So I, I, I think they're going to bring in someone like him. Okay. And then they want Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. And I'm all for Mike Tomlin. I personally don't have any idea what Mike Tomlin would want to do. If Why would he even want to come to this shithole? <laughs> I know. The only way someone – because, you know, he gets fired from Pittsburgh. He's got, he's got five teams ready. The only way he would come here is if it's with – Somebody he trusts who's gonna he can work with to make personnel decisions, and it ain't Bruce Allen and it ain't Daniel Snyder. Yep. However, the problem is they can sign any piece of paper. They say you have total football control, blah, blah, blah. It's all yours. But at the end of the day, when he wants to do something that's unpopular with Dwayne Haskins, Daniel Snyder's gonna step in and say, I'm siding with my quarterback because he's gonna he's gonna sell me jerseys and you're yep. not gonna sell me jerseys, and this is what's gonna happen. And it's going to end badly. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. You can have – it's almost like you get married to a guy who is a complete cheater all the time. That's all he does. And for a minute, he promises to be – you know, but it's not his nature. So yeah, – Can't uh, change that nature. Yeah, so eventually it's going to ha- what's going to happen is going to cheat on you. Well, that's what Daniel Snyder is going to do. I'll be good. You can run the show, Mike. You can run the show, Mike. And then week five gets in, and he makes a decision, and, and Dwayne Haskins then runs back to Daniel Snyder and saying, this is bullshit. And he goes, yeah, 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 right. And then he steps in, and now right. you know, that's what's going to happen. And that's the downfall of this franchise. Mm-hmm. These two morons, every time they bring someone in who tells them <laughs> the truth, they get rid of them. They suck right? so badly. Brian LaFamina or whomever they were. Yep. Remember all that fallacy bullshit where they were saying, we have sellouts and the stadium's half empty? Mm-hmm. Um, they said, we have to stop that. We have to start telling the truth, and we have to start doing this the right way. And that lasted for about eight weeks. Yeah, he was and gone. They, and they got fired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's that's joke. just the way it's going to be. Well, we can always hope that they – they got uh, a damn good culture there. Yeah, nobody right. nobody wants to play for right. them. Yeah. Uh, speaking of a damn good culture, wings, beers, and tears, that's a damn good culture. Call it like we see it. I say the Redskins lose every game from here on out and try to get the highest pick they can. Absolutely. And then they're going to draft George with a number two pick. Perfect. If he can sell tickets. I mean, you know, sell, sell put him at left D. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if he was a red shooting defenseman, he'd give number one. But, but, <laughs> number but two. the beauty about the Redskins is that when the Caps win and the Nats win and everybody else wins. Yes. Everybody See, this, stops even. <clears throat> this is what I'm loving about the time we're in right now. The Redskins are really at an all-time low. All-time low of indifference. All-time low of indifference. And you've got the Caps that are the, the, the darlings of the city still. Brought us a championship. They're, they're playing great. 
They're right on the precipice of, of, of hopefully making another run. They like the to Nats, party. The Nats are fucking right in the mix in the World Series and win or lose. What a great story. What a, what a great feeling yeah. and, and swell of support. And baseball is just, I mean, it hurts me to say it because I'm such a hockey guy. Baseball is 10 times the sport hockey is so it's just that much excitement in this city for a team oh absolutely massive. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just, i'm just sitting back and appreciating it oh it's, it's and it's if massive. the if the wizards ever got to be worth hey, a shit season opener tonight let's be excited about that all right i'll see you next Ray season Ray. Yeah. you'll notice that wasn't on the docket for for our topics this evening <laughs> but but they just re-signed bradley beal for two yep. years they which did. was a great move by him they did but it but that generates some positivity sure the yeah. only team that doesn't have anything positive is the, is the Washington Redskins. Redskins. And you, know, you said, you know, they need to just try to lose. They don't think they have to try to lose every game the rest of the season. They'll probably just lose every game the rest of the season without trying. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Damn near. I would agree. Well, well, hey, yeah. boys, we are minutes away from first pitch of game two of go the World Nets, Series. Go Nats. Go so, Strauss. That's right. So go Nats. Go Caps. Uh, thank you for joining us for another week of, uh, you know, hilarity and, uh, you know, analytics. <laughs> as bring, it were. We'll have to bring Dave back when, uh, yes. when we get when yes. we want to have more of a caps. Yes, feel. That's correct. And, I, and, and we possibly have some other guests here in the works here in the next few weeks. Well, and, we need uh, to do a Terps basketball. Absolutely. I am fired up about some college basketball starting I, here soon. I sent you guys the text. Yeah, buddy. Preseason seven. I ESPN. know. I know. Uh, I'm nervous. I'm already yeah. nervous, <laughs> but uh, we will uh, we will get into all that as we go along. In the meantime, please join us uh, next week on Wings, Beers, and Tears. Follow us on Google Play, Spotify, Apple, iTunes. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Twitter at Wings, Beers, Tears. Give us a follow. Give us a listen, and we will see you next week. Later. Peace.